Which was the greater miracle, Jesus walking on the water or Peter walking on the water? Welcome to Right Start with Jim Custer, teaching pastor of Grace Polaris Church in Columbus, Ohio. If we'd read in Matthew's Gospel that the Son of God, the creator of water as well as the creator of feet, had walked on the water, we might say we almost expected he could do that. Of course he could. But when Matthew goes on to tell us that one of the disciples had this same ability, briefly, our eyes get a little bigger, and we have questions. Here's Jim with more of his sermon, Water Walking. You've got your Bible open there to Matthew chapter 14, and Matthew tells us that when the disciples saw Jesus, they thought it was a ghost, and verse 27 says, Immediately Jesus spoke to them, saying, Be of good cheer, it is I, do not be afraid. Peter answered him and said, Lord, if it is you, command me to come to you on the water. And Jesus said, come. And when Peter had come down out of the boat, he walked on the water to go to Jesus. This afternoon... This evening, turn off the TV, turn off the radio, take that passage, sit quietly and read it and imagine in your mind that scene. You know, we've all had our fun poking Peter. I'm of the opinion that Peter here is doing something that was incredible, but not stupid. Note, Peter first tested the voice. Jesus had said, it is I, be not afraid, I am here. And Peter said, now Lord, if that's you, if that's you, you can not only walk on the water, but you can make me able to walk on the water. That is an incredible assumption. He not only made that assumption, but secondly, he said, Jesus, I'm not getting out of this boat unless you command me to do so. At your command, I will come. So first, he wanted to be sure that it was Jesus in the center of the storm. That it wasn't his imagination, it wasn't the pizza he'd eaten the day before, or the sardines he'd had in his sandwich. He wanted to be sure he wasn't pressed beyond logic and reason by the exhaustion of the toil of nine hours of rowing. He wanted to be sure that it wasn't a desperation born out of just discouragement and defeat and depression. He wanted to make sure that someone real had entered the sphere of his life and that that someone was Jesus. And then secondly, he wanted to be sure that this moment, this time, this circumstance was conducive to his walking on the water. And so he puts Jesus Christ in control. Lord, command me, direct me, instruct me 
Number three, to walk on the water with you. Don't give me swimming lessons. I don't have time to learn to fly. I'm not asking to die. I'm asking that whatever is necessary for me in my limitation, my flesh, to do what is humanly impossible, you provide that. Now let's, let's take a time out here for just a second. There are many times in the Gospels when Jesus does things with his disciples that he doesn't promise to duplicate with us today. But the Apostle Paul tells us in the book of Philippians that what Peter is praying in the boat is exactly what he learned as a life principle. And here's how Paul says it in Philippians chapter 3. He says, hey folks, you folks over there at Philippi who sent this marvelous gift for my needs, I want to thank you for the gift, but I want you to know that I'm not dependent upon the gift. That's what Paul's saying. I'm excited for the response, what God's going to do for you because you have given to me. But he says, you know, I've learned something over the years in my walk with the Lord Jesus. I have learned to abound. I have learned to suffer need. I've learned to be satisfied with nothing. I have learned to be content with more than I needed. Now, that's something he had to learn. It's a lesson that was developed by incremental steps of faith. It was a lesson Paul learned that taught him that he could get out of the boat and walk on water. And here's how he says it. I am enabled to do all things through the one who enables me. Or the old King James translation, I can do all things through Christ who enables or strengthens me. So the same principle that Peter's learning there in that stormy night is the same principle that Paul was trying to teach the Philippians. He was telling the Philippians that he had learned to walk on water, that he had learned to be not only content, but he had learned that the source of his strength for whatever he needed would come from outside himself. That Jesus Christ, the same one who's walking on the water to meet Peter, that same Jesus was still alive and that same Jesus could and would strengthen Paul and resource him with whatever was needed for Paul to be able to be effective in ministry. Same principle. By the way, you'll find the same principle back in the Old Testament. Wasn't it Isaiah who wrote in Isaiah chapter 40 that the man, the woman who learns to wait on God, to trust God, to focus on God, the person who is waiting on the Lord would renew their strength. The Hebrew word there is exchange their strength for his. They would mount up 
with wings like eagles do. When the eagle stretches his wings and catches the thermal currents, and the thermal currents pick the weight of the bird and lift that eagle, and he soars higher and higher and higher and higher with no energy demand on his system. The energy that lifts him is from outside himself. Isaiah knew about that. And there are other places in the Old Testament and New Testament where men and women walk on water, where they experienced the resourcing of God that enabled them to do what was humanly unexplainable and impossible. Now watch. Lord, if it's you, command me to walk on the water. That is a bodacious request. And the whole focus is not on Peter's ability, but on the Lord's enabling. And what did Jesus say? What? Come. Come. You know, hidden in that word is not only the commitment to Peter that I am God and you're right in trusting me, that I will supply what you need, but hidden in that is an even, even more wonderful idea. That's why Jesus came into the world in the first place. To say to Peter, come Peter, come to me. Where I am, you will be safe. Where I am, your needs will be met. Come, Peter. It's the heart throb of God the Creator, longing to express his love to those he has created in his image after his likeness, longing to gather them to himself to meet their needs, to express his love to them, to care for their anxiety, to fulfill in them his purposes and his glory. Come. you want to walk on water, then focus on drawing nigh to God, getting close to God, moving close to Him. And he will always say, come. And whatever's needed for you to do that, He will supply. Always. Every time. When I seek his glory, when I seek his presence, when I seek his fellowship, God is flat out committed to success in that venture. Now, when I seek my glory, when I seek my comfort, when I seek my reputation, when I seek my particular desire, God doesn't promise much then. But when I respond to God's whispered invitation, come, and I move to direction, I move to meet him, God enables me to walk on.
on the water as if it were a solid stone or cement wall. He enables, he enforces. Maybe we could say he extends a force field, if that picture helps. He shares his energy. He communicates his capacity. We walk on the water. I've been there. Many of you in this audience have walked on water. Well, lastly, what's it like to be without Jesus in the waves or in the water? That's what happened. Uh, when Peter saw the wind was boisterous, he was afraid. And beginning to sink, he cried out saying, Lord, save me. Peter's focus shifted from Lord to wind. And the minute he focused his attention away from the Lord to the wind, the next logical conclusion is, how am I doing this? What am I doing to make this happen? And the answer is, he was doing nothing to make that happen. And his faith focus was broken. And he began to look within himself for the resources to continue the walk on the water that he'd begun. And what happens? He goes down for a bath. Faith is focusing upon the Lord Jesus Christ, hearing his call to come, stepping out of the boat, stepping out of what is convenient, stepping out of what is familiar, stepping out of what is comfortable, and with your eyes fast upon the Lord Jesus Christ, pursuing him and his presence and his fellowship. That's water walking. Now when Peter went down, he cried out, Lord, save me. And the Lord Jesus said, oh, you of little faith, why did you doubt? See, the problem with Peter's failure on the water wasn't that Jesus's, Jesus's power had suddenly diminished. It wasn't that Jesus had changed. It was that Peter had disconnected. You know, you can have all the information available on the Internet at your fingertips. <laughs> but if you're not plugged in, your computer is just a box. Just a box. That vital connection is what makes your computer a source of incredible resources. And that vital connection for Peter and for you and for me is faith. Faith is trusting God. Faith is focusing upon God. Faith is responding to what God says. Faith is moving toward God. Out of what is familiar, into that which is new and different into those things that draw you close to God. Billy Graham's crusade used to close with the singing of a gospel song. It's called, Just As I Am Without One Plea, But That Thy Blood Was Shed For Me. And that thou bidst me come to thee. 
See what the songwriter's saying? He's saying that for anyone who wants to experience the wonderful salvation, cleansing from sin that Jesus Christ gives, the key to it is to understand that he says, come. He says, come. And based upon his invitation, I respond. I surrender my life. I surrender my goals, my dreams. I surrender myself because he says, come. And when I do that, he does for me what he did for Peter. He extends to me saving grace, draws me into his fellowship, forgives me my sins, and gives me eternal life. And that same reflex of the soul is intended by God to be the habit of the person who is now walking in grace. When he says, come, I come. It's not the size of the storm. It's not the boisterousness of the waves. And it's not that I have learned some new technique. Believers walk on water when they're willing to trust Jesus Christ and give him control. Trust him and get out of the boat. Trust him and surrender everything to his control. That's what faith is. Our Heavenly Father, we thank you this morning for the great experience Peter had. We know in Scripture that he never became like the old Peter again. This event marked him and changed him forever. Because here he learned that life could be lived in the economy of your strength, not his. And he learned that he could trust you and didn't have to trust his experience or his friendships. He didn't have to cling to the boat, rely on his experience as a fisherman. He could dare to experience the transforming power of your grace and love in his life in new ways. So he stepped out of the boat. This morning, my dear friends, with your heads bowed and eyes closed, God may be speaking to us in a variety of ways and probably is. I don't know what God's message, come, means to you. Uh, some of you are in great stress. And Jesus says, come. Trust me. Move to meet me. Step out on the wave. Focusing on me. And some of you say, yeah, I was there and it didn't work. Yeah. Peter learned that uh, faith begins the experience and faith continues the experience. The faith is not a way whereby we become stronger. It's a way by which we experience his strength. God may be calling you to a career change. He may be calling you to an investment strategy. He may be calling you to a new commitment, 
to his word, to prayer. I don't know. I know what God is calling me to do. And this morning I want to say to him, I come. I want to get out of the boat. I want to step out, trusting nothing but the power of his sustaining grace and his invitation when he says, come. For someone here this morning, that invitation may be to forsake your sins and turn to Jesus Christ as your Savior. He says, come. Some of you may have walked with the Lord longer than I am old, and today he touches your heart with a fresh a fresh invitation, and he says, come, trust me for that. And you want to say, yes, I'll come. Some of you who are new to the faith may be struggling with issues in your life, and Jesus says, come, come. Trust me, commit those problems to me. And today you want to say, I come. In this moment of quiet, talk to the Lord about the things that he's speaking to you about. Resolve your commitment with him. Father, hear our prayers. Create in us a clean heart, a heart that's not hard a sensitive, tender heart. Create within us an infectious love for you like we had when we were first born again. Create within us a vision of what you want to do with our lives. Call us to the adventure, to the risk of trusting you. Stepping out on the waves, in response to your call to come. And we ask this in Jesus' name, amen. Peter had been on the land with Jesus, in the boat without Jesus, out of the boat with Jesus, out of the boat without Jesus, and finally in the boat with Jesus. Pastor Jim has helped us glean some insights from each of those situations in his sermon, Water Walking. If you'd like to have the whole message on CD, we'll send it to you for a gift of $7 or more. Our current series is a short course on special works Jesus did. You can get all 13 sermons together on CD for a gracious gift of $45 or more. When God asks for an offering, he stirs the hearts of those who are to give. That's the way it happened in Moses' time and David's time and in our time. So every day on the broadcast, I present our needs for prayer and financial support and then I leave the matter between you and the Holy Spirit. Thank you for responding in faith if you hear his voice. If you'd like to contact us, please mail us at Right Start, P.O. Box 437, Worthington, Ohio, 43085, USA. Or call 1-800-984-2313. That's 800-984-2313. And check out the website, rightstartradio.org. 
You can contribute online there securely, and you can shoot us an email. You'll have access to hundreds of hours of audio resources, plus a link to the daily Right Start podcast via iTunes. Find us at rightstartradio.org. Rightstartradio.org. Thanks for listening. I'm Dan Pope. Some people who pretend to care about the poor really don't, you know. They're thieves. Jesus had to deal with one, and we'll read about that in John's Gospel next. Enjoy your weekend, and don't miss Monday's edition of Right Start. Thank you.